Welcome to Soul Talk. This is your host, Pastor Rick Qualls. We hope this is an encouragement to you as you walk with God. Hi, this is Pastor Rick with Soul Talk. We're delighted to have you listening in today. Uh, Our program today is going to be about having conversations with God. Uh, One of the things that we need to remember is that uh, God wants to have friendship with each one of us. And uh, part of a friendship is having conversations. I have Dave here with me. And uh, Dave, how did everything go for your weekend? Oh, you know, I'm still here, so You're still it must here, have went so good. It went good. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to complain about. Nothing to complain about. Good. Good. Well, as we start to take a look at uh, the things that uh, are different issues, I just made a list of uh, the fact that uh, God wants us to be friends. And then uh, we need to ask, why is it we need uh, or we would like for God to talk to us? Being humble, don't try to force God, have the mind of Christ, know your Bible, and God's voice sounds like, and then finally, we need to be devoting time to it. So on friendship, uh, we need to remember that God wants to have a friendship with you just like he's had with people in the past. Uh, Abraham was a man who God counted as righteousness and was called a friend of God. In uh, 2 Kings, there's the story of Elijah. As he and Elisha were walking along and talking, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared, drawn by horses of fire. It drove between the two men, separating them, and Elijah was carried into a whirlwind into heaven. Then there's the story of Noah. Uh, Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless man living on the earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. Now, those are pretty big names, uh, and we're sure that God had a relationship, a friendship with them, Uh, The Bible says so, and he wants to have a friendship with you. In Romans 5.10, it says, For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. Did you catch that? Our friendship with God has been restored. So the big names in the Bible, Abraham, Elijah, Noah, He wants to be in a relationship with you just like he was with them. He wants to have a friendship with you. Dave, what what comments have you got on friendship with God? Well, um, I I believe Jesus said something about uh, being his friend. Did he? Did he not? Am I just, I'm not able to think of the uh, verse because. I often can't in the moment. I don't memorize like that. But doesn't he say, you're my friend if you keep my commands? You do the things I told you to do. Yes. Right. You're my friend. Yeah. Um, Seems pretty straightforward. Although it seems like we have a really hard time of doing the things (laughs) Jesus told us to do. Um, But you're right. I think on a basic level, when we say have a relationship with God, a relationship isn't just knowing someone knowing they exist. That's not, that's not a relationship at all. Exactly. A relationship is like a marriage. 
and mm-hmm. and marriage is hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, Pastor Rick. Or maybe you're blessed like that. I don't know. Oh, I'll tell you, I've been married 49 years, and it's a breeze. <laughs> yeah. But relationships take effort. On, sure they do. On our part, on both our the person's part. And um, I think God's put in the effort. The question is, do we? Do we put in the effort? Good question. Good question. God wants to be a friend with you. So uh, then I got to thinking about motives. What? is our motives in, in wanting to hear from God. Mm. And uh, it just occurred to me that sometimes we think getting a message from God, hearing what he has to say, is kind of a high. It makes us feel a little bit better than the guy down the pew who mm. really hasn't heard. And I think... Sometimes we have an opinion about how we'd like for things to come out. And so uh, we get our friends' opinions about things. We have an opinion, and we go to God and want his opinion, and then we're going to pick. Mm-hmm. And that is a bad motive. Uh, you need to ask, why would God give me a message and a word if, uh, if we're not going to do it? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about when you think about motives, Dave? Well, um, motives, uh, wow. We, we don't often, even if we think we've got good motives, we say we have good motives. Yes. Really, we're trying to get God to do things. This probably runs a little bit into your next uh, item, trying to force God to speak. But when we try to throw... Oh, man. I guess what I'm trying to say is we think we can manipulate God. We think we can like, oh, God, I'm praying for you. I'm doing all these things for you. And really, you're just pretending to do those things. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Um, When Moses talked to the burning bush, you know, God was speaking to him through the burning bush. um, There's a little part in there where if you don't get the context of ancient peoples, you might not understand the story as it's being told. Ancient peoples believed that if they knew the name of their lowercase g gods, that they could control them. That I, I can't explain that. I just know it is. It's just one of the things that if you just said it to an ancient person, like, hey, do you know if you know the name of your god, you can have control over them? They'd have been like, of course I know that. Everyone knows that. That just was one of those things back then. Yeah, it was just no. So when Moses turns around, when he's, he, he's sending them to Egypt, and Moses says, who shall I tell them is sending me? That is Moses pulling a little trick. He thinks he's tricking God to say, what's your name? Mm-hmm. Because ancient people, again, would have believed, no matter how ridiculous that sounds, <laughs> that if right. he could get God's name, he could, get, he could control him, which is why God responds in all caps. Yes. <laughs> I am who I am. And then the actual translation is, I will be who I will be. Uh-huh. Right? This is why God does it, because God says, I see you, I understand what you're doing, and that's not going to work. Right. Yeah. Right. So the problem is, isn't to throw shade at, the thing is, I bring that up not to throw shade at Moses, but to say, we do that. We think we can control God. You know, when Jesus says, there'll be people who say, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name or perform miracles in your name? Who do you think he's talking about? 
I mean, <laughs> he's talking about us. Sounds like a lot of church folks I know. Yeah, right. And yeah. and so I think um, that warning coupled with that story about Moses, and it's it's a look at human behavior, and that should make us want to look inward and say, how are we talking to God? Is it because we want to get something we want? And that's uh, I've compared it a lot of times to uh, the Sonic or McDonald's. Uh, you drive up, you tell God what you want, you get mm. your order, and you drive off. And, and complain many, when it's not right. And complain when it's not right. Yeah. And a lot of times, that is exactly the the motive that we seem to have when we pray. Uh, we tell God he's supposed to give us what we want, and we go on down the road. And uh, that does not fly as prayer. Yeah. God's not a cheeseburger factory. God's not a cheeseburger factory. Yeah. Uh, We need to have clean and clear motives in our prayer life. Well, we'll be back in just a minute to look at some more things. This is Pastor Rick, and we're back. We're talking about conversations with God and different elements of it. And we've looked at the fact that God wants to be a friend of yours, and we've looked at motives. Uh, Another motive is about being humble. It's true, you are very important to God, but we can't be proud when we hear from God. Oh, Rick, I'm really good at this. I'm the best at being humble. Are you good at being humble? I All am right. the best at being humble ever. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll talk to you about that later, Dave. We'll have right. a little discussion. <laughs> uh, so uh, we need to decide that, uh, that pride is not going to get us where anywhere when we're trying to hear from God. James 4, 6 says, and he gives grace generously, and as the Bible says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And so one of the uh, positions that we need to be as we approach to God is to have humility. Now, humility uh, is a couple of things. One, it's knowing the gifts that God has given you and uh, trying to develop them to their very best. But it's also knowing your weaknesses and being aware of them and how they play into your life. And so humility has those two aspects. Uh, But if we get proud, uh, God's going to oppose us. Uh, We're not going to be able to hear from him very well at all. Dave? Yeah. um, We talk about this on the radio a lot. There's literally nothing God asks us to do that doesn't start with humble yourself. Mm. That's step one. Almost everything God asks you to do. 
And the reason is, is because he knows what will happen if we're able to humble ourselves. Now, you got to be working with the right definition of humility. Right. Because some people think humility is stomping on your own value, which is not what God wants at all. No. God wants to be able to use you, and he can't use you if you're like, I'm worthless. I'm a nobody. <laughs> you're clearly not a nobody. Trillions of people have walked the earth, one of you. You're immensely valuable. Right. Um, humility is not the, the, the belittling of your own value. It's the constant recognition of the value of everyone else. Yes. Right. It's, it's understanding how valuable everybody is. And so you don't bring yourself down. You bring everyone else up. Mm-hmm. That's humility. And, um, and part of that humility is uh, wrapped up in that definition that I'm not, isn't good for that little story I tell, is the action that comes from it. Okay, so how does that affect the way you treat people? Humility is also that because there's a section in uh, the New Testament that, that says humility, what Jesus showed humility by going to the cross. It, mm-hmm. it led him to an action, right? Mm-hmm. So the action of what we do for others because we see the value in them constantly is humility. And it starts with that. And it should lead us to a place of, hey, these people are important. And I will have sacrificial love for them. Yes. As I was thinking about the humility thing and we're talking here, it reminded me of the Beatitudes. First few Beatitudes spell out what humility is. Mm -hmm. And that's when we really begin uh, to be part of the kingdom, is when we're poor in spirit and when we're meek. Uh, and when we can mourn for issues in other people's lives. Yeah. So humility uh, needs to be our posture as we approach God. Uh, Then we don't want to try to force God to tell us something. I don't know if you've ever been in that spot, Dave, but I've had some times in my life when I wanted God to give me a specific answer about something, And I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed, and prayed some more, thought that I was being humble and all of that, and I could not force God to tell me which direction to go. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first time that really hit me was up to that point in my Christian life, I depended on circumstances, about God setting up circumstances and using that as uh, determination, well, when I finished seminary, I ended up with two churches at the same time that wanted me to come as pastor. And what do you do? And so I prayed and I prayed and I prayed for direction, and I didn't get it. I tried to force God to tell me which one, and he didn't. We're going to talk about this in just a little bit. What happened was that he expected me to know him well enough to know which one he wanted me to take. Mm, Interesting. And uh, that's a a point of our spiritual growth, I think, is when we come to the point that we have an understanding of the the mind of Christ, uh, that then we can make a decision that is pleasing to the Father and in his will. Yeah. I think sometimes... um I think sometimes we misread situations like that too, where we have a couple options and we're waiting for God to tell us the way. And he doesn't, we don't feel like he says anything. We don't feel like he's leading us in a way. And I think sometimes it can be what you said. It can be, 
that God wants us to know him well enough to just know which way we should go. Yes. Um, but I think the other time is, is that we don't account enough for, it doesn't matter which way you go. God's going to use either situation, mm-hmm. right? We, we tend to think, even though we believe in free will, sometimes we think it, we, there's such a thing as destiny. Right. Can I tell you that neither of those things really uh, uh, can exist in the same space? No, God gave you free will. Now, he's seen the beginning and the end. He's seen every choice you're going to make. It's not going to take him by surprise. Mm-hmm. So to him, from his perspective, there's a destiny. Uh, but yes. to us, no, no, no. You have free will. He gave it to you. You make choices and have trust and faith that God is going to use you in whichever choices you make or give you the opportunity to be used. Mm-hmm. So I believe that no matter what church you went to out of seminary there, God was prepared to use you. Yes. And he, he knew us. he knew what you were going to choose. He uses <laughs> us whatever we choose. Yeah. So I think. But I also think it's a stage of spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. Because up till that point, I just used circumstances and thought that was the way to do it. And suddenly, circumstances didn't answer the issue. Yeah. Well, so I had to look at what, where I think God was leading me, not as far as the church, but in my uh, pastoral life. Hunters will understand this. Like, you know, like Native Americans were known for using all the parts of the buffalo. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't just kill the buffalo for the meat. They would use all the parts. Everything had a purpose. Well, it's much the same with God. Um, every choice you make, every fork you take in the road, every part of your life, he's looking to use. He will use mm-hmm. if you allow it, if you make the choice to surrender to him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He so, uses whatever we do. I don't get hung up on if he's not answering. Like I, I surely ask him sometimes, but he doesn't always lead me in a direction. And uh, in those moments, I just assume like, okay, he's going to use whichever way we go. We need to try and make a faithful, humble decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I feel when he doesn't answer. Like, okay, yeah. he's going to use it he's no matter what. He uses, however. Well, a couple more things that I wanted to cover. Uh, first of all, we need to know uh, the living word. Uh, we need to know Jesus Uh, as we're reading and studying the Bible. Uh, We'll be back and we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, in just a moment. One of the major things that teaches us about what God's will is and learning to hear from God is our use of the Bible. And uh, we need uh, to know our Bibles quite well. We need to know how to read it. We need to know how to study it. We need to know its context. And we need to know its application for us today. And the more that we know the Scripture, the more that we're going to be able to detect what kinds of things are pleasing to God. Now, a couple of things. First of all, God's never going to send you a message that contradicts the biblical principles. Uh, He's not going to do that. And sometimes, 
if your thoughts recur, you may want to stop and think about that. It may be the fact that God is uh, trying to get your attention. It's like he's knocking at the door of your heart, and he's waiting for you to hear what he has to say. Another thing is that uh, God is, uh, he, when he speaks, he carries the weight of authority. Uh, I've experienced that any number of times. Uh, I'll be in a conversation with the Lord, and he'll show me something, and then it's just, it's just heavy on my heart. It's, it's a nudge, but it's a heavy, uh, not in a bad sense, but a heaviness realizing uh, God's authority in these positions. Uh, then if you're in a spot and you don't know exactly what to do and you've studied and, and read the scriptures and you're, you know the principles, uh, we need to realize that, uh, that God has a number of ways of leading us and uh, if our spirit is one of love and joy and peace and patience, then that is the, of the Spirit of God. If it's uh, a thought that causes you to turn away from God, then we know that that's from Satan or from yourself. If the, the thought turns you towards God, then we know that that is from him, uh, and you'll have peace, and you'll have strength, and you'll have faith. If you turn away from God, those things will be absent in your life. Uh, Dave, tell me a little bit about uh, how you use the Bible to have a conversation with God. Well, I think what you said uh, about a minute ago was very important, that God's not going to contradict himself. Yes. Um, sometimes God tells you to go buy a sports car that's not really useful for your time in life with kids and all that. And I want to, I'm here to tell you that's not God. <laughs> um, like I think sometimes we hear what we want to hear and that's uh -huh. a problem because we don't hear audibly from God. Uh -huh. At least I don't. I no. mean, I suppose someone has some time somewhere when, we read about the stories in the Bible. Yeah. Um, we need to talk a little bit about our mind because that's how God speaks to us primarily. Yeah. So I would just say, uh, double down on that, that God is not going to contradict anything he has said through his word. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's important because we have a prosperity problem in this country Yes, we think we that, you know, because, um, you know, we think because we do certain things, even, you know, like going to church tithing, like we think tithing is going to bless our finances. Um, mm -hmm. No, no, that's not. <laughs> yeah, the that, purpose of tithing is it's uh, an indication that Jesus is Lord. It's kind of a, a down payment saying, God, you're God. I'm not, I'm giving you this uh, as a sign of your lordship in our lives. Yeah. So we need to be careful about what we attribute to God and make sure it's not us talking. Because when God talks through the word, um, he won't contradict any of that. Mm -hmm. And usually it's in areas of like, well, I deserve this, or I want this, <laughs> right? It usually <laughs> falls into those categories. 
Uh, yeah, when you got to the car, that really, really got to me, Dave. Well, I didn't want to say anything, Pastor yeah, Rick. But, I know. Uh, you're, listen, you don't have kids in the home. Like, That's so true. I'm not talking about you. Oh, okay. Like, I'm talking, like, you know, there's, and listen, if you've got plenty of money, whatever, it's your money. Yeah. If you, you know, but some people, that's like, they're barely getting by. And, you know, if someone has a midlife crisis and says, man, I really need that two seater. Uh huh. Like, yeah, that two seater that practically ensures that you don't have to do things with your family. Like, <laughs> oh, sorry, kids, you can't fit in there. Uh, what I'm talking about, if you don't know me, is I have a white Mustang that I bop around town in. And uh, what's interesting, Dave, <laughs> is that that car was provided for me. Oh. I, I saw it on the, the car lot and, and uh, dreamed about it and dreamed about it. And then, uh, basically, it was given to me. Oh, wow. And, yeah, that, that's an act of God. Yeah. And so he gives us... Uh, Wonderful blessings sometimes yeah. that we would never, ever expect. If it makes you happy, makes me happy, Pastor Rick. I like to imagine you driving on a Saturday, wind blowing through your hairs. Yes, yeah. with the hair that's left, yeah. <laughs> wind blowing through your hair, <laughs> your single hair. No. <laughs> uh, okay, the last thing I wanted to touch on is that you've got to set time aside regularly to listen for God. You're, and it, it makes simple sense, but we don't always follow it. If you don't spend time with God, you can't hear from him. And he likes to speak to us with a still, small voice. When we can get our body relaxed, it relaxes our spirit. As our spirit relaxes, then we're able to hear a still small voice, but we have to do this on a regular basis, uh, or we get out of touch. Uh, and so uh, we grow as we continue to do that and spend time with Him. In uh, John ten twenty seven, Jesus said, "My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me." And so. Uh, it's in spending time regularly that we begin to know his voice and that we begin to know how to follow him. Mm -hmm. Well, these are just a few uh, things to give some thought to as you uh, have your conversation with God. And uh, we hope that that is a rich and full blessing. God bless you. Thanks for listening. We appreciate all of our listeners. You can listen to this show live at KFEX 93.1 FM at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on most Mondays. Join us next time on the next episode of Soul Talk.